The Mishnah Shoram, as we know, works in threes. We spoke about this at the beginning, but we said that, that there's units of three, and then each the three units of three. That, that basically is the three steps of the Mishnah Shoram. And therefore, this is the third meter. It completes the previous two. We have Zerus as the first step, Zerus as the second step, and Akiyos as the third step, which completes that first uh, category of, of, of levels the person can rise to, which we call the level of a tzaddik. Uh, what's, what's the middle of the cues? So first, Mr. Shah is going to explain the middle to us. And I was like, he always does not always explain how a person can go about trying to acquire this middle. So he says, middle is an cues. He has the other knocky, the gamma, and we call middle raw, and we call chait. The cues works on two levels. And that is, number one, a person has has corrected, perfected all his middles. And therefore, he's knocky, the gamma, and we call middle raw. Is completely clean from any bad weather, and also Mikol Chayt from any other. It's indicative that he brought the middle raw first. In other words, the we would say it's easier for a person to avoid a virus than to avoid bad measures. Middles are much more in part of a person's nature, middles are much more deeply rooted in a person, and therefore to do nothing wrong is easier than not to have any inclination of doing wrong. And if that's the case, the Chayra. I would say that the smaller level first. I would say that firstly, a person should be knocking the gamma in Mikolchait, not doing anything wrong. And now, are there any underlying negative motivations? Are there any su- subconscious uh, stirrings of the of error? And that's the second point, to be knocking from any midderah. But the Mrs. Shem puts it the other way around. He puts the midderah before the Nechait. The reason for that? Well, we now have a safer from Chaim Vital called Shari Kedusha. And this is, this is basically the Yisrael of Shari Kedusha. The Rechaim Yitarat, the second paragraph at the beginning of the Sefer, and he says that before a person can achieve levels of greatness in Shmuris and Mitzvahs, he first has to work on being attacked in his Mitzvahs. Being attacked in his has to be the first step. And the reason he says that, he says it's because the Mitzvahs are basically the basis on which the person stands. And the, the Mitzvahs are the level that a person builds on that base. And therefore, if a person hasn't been attacked in his midst, he hasn't painted, he hasn't built a foundation, he hasn't built a starting point on which the, he can he can then add levels of mitzvahs to. Now, what he means by that, he explains himself, and that is that the different levels within a person, as we know, and uh, the midst come from the let's say the part of the person we call the nefesh, which is the lower part of the person, the part of the person which interacts with his body and therefore is affected by what his body wants, or which middles his body has, that's the lowest level of a person. On that, there's a higher part of a person, which is his personality, his intellect, and we learn to the middles about him, and therefore, he says that if a person is trying to build himself, he has to start from the lowest point, so the first thing to work on is his nefesh. And the first thing which is nefesh means that he's not going to get influenced by bad middles. That's, the, that's, the, that's the, the place where the nefesh is likely to get affected by, by the middles a person has, and that's how a person first has to work on his midas. And now Rechaim Vital says an even bigger chiddush, 
this is famous for saying, he asks the question, why doesn't the Torah give us direct mitzvahs to, to, to fix the Hamidus? There are very few mitzvahs, there are a few, but very few mitzvahs, that the Torah gives us a, a direct instruction to overcome a mitzvah. Why doesn't the Torah give us halachas, rules about overcoming mitzvahs? And Rechaim Vital's answer to that is, because mitzvahs are a basis that a person needs first in order to accept the Torah. So a person has to first overcome his mitzvahs in order to accept the Torah after that. Without the basis to accept the Torah, then a person can't accept the Torah. And for that, a person needs to overcome his mitzvahs. Now, what does that mean? Right, the higher people accept the Torah, we don't see that they always have exemplary mitzvahs. So what does it mean? Why, why, why do the mitzvahs have to be a basis which on, upon which a person can now accept Torah? So the way that Revolve and the to explain it, and that is, imagine I decided that uh, I have a monkey that is a circus monkey, I've trained him to do various tricks, and I want to think, you know what, now that he's an intelligent monkey, he can do tricks, I'm going to give him the Torah. It's not going to work. Why? Because even if I can train him to do certain things, it's understood that there's a certain, uh, so to speak, starting point that a person needs in order to accept mitzvahs, in order to accept the Torah. And therefore, he said, anybody whose mitzvahs are, are, he has no control over. Anybody whose mitzvahs are completely uh, controlling him, so then he isn't, he doesn't have the das, he doesn't have the control in order to accept the Torah, even if he's a person. But, and therefore, there has to be a certain level that a person, somebody who is seichel, whose mind run, is, makes the decisions for him, a person who knows how to control himself, a person who knows how to to work with uh, with reason and uh, and uh, responsibility in order to make a Torah. But if a person who can't control his midas and therefore is a person who has no way to, so to speak, to make decisions based on seichel, it's just his his midas overpowering him. There's nothing he can do. So he can't make up with the Torah. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the maturity. He doesn't have the ability, the das to to accept what he has to do. And therefore, the middas have to come first. The middas have to come first because if a person's middle is always going to get the better of him, it means it's a person who's not in control. And a person who isn't able to control himself definitely can't take an energy from the middle. Okay, so that's uh, all the explanation of Rechaim Vital, why being attacked in one's middas have to come before being attacked in one's actions. And that's what the Chorim is here, and this is Sharimosa, that Nikios means Nikios from every middara and every chet. Now, this wasn't an early spoke about previously. When he spoke about Zahiris, which was the first level, about a person checking what he does, he didn't talk about Midas there. He said that a person is going to look into what he does and check his actions and see if what he's doing is right or wrong. Now we're going to a deeper level. And now the deeper level isn't just that a person's actions have to be correct, it's also the Midas which are driving his actions have to be correct. This is a completely different field. And therefore he says, not just those are various which are well known that there are various, and therefore it's easier for a person to be able to identify what he's doing wrong. Even those things which a person's heart is nifte, is, so to speak, is a certain pity, is a certain seduction, a certain on him to decide a certain things that he has to do, and what's, what's convincing him, what's pushing him to make that decision is, is whichever method it is. And therefore, there's a certain vested interest in deciding something's okay. But, even though therefore a person decides, I'm sure this is okay in the circumstances, nevertheless, we're really going to analyze it. And the person's willing to be honest, 
the only reason the person thought it was Mutza, the reason thought it was Mutza was because there's a certain element which a person wants it. There's a certain type, a certain desire that a person still has. If, if, that, if that desire is still within him, he's not completely purified from it. Therefore, that's what's going to draw him to be Mekel. And he thinks that it was a logical decision, and he thinks this was based on ideas of right and wrong, but really it wasn't so much based on right and wrong. There's a certain uh, interest the person had in fastening a certain way and coming to a certain conclusion, and that's what drew him there. Uh, I'll just give you a story which I was witness to a few weeks ago. There was a Kiddush here in the neighborhood. So, uh, someone I knew, so I went to wish him my little and I saw another Khashab younger man in the neighborhood at the same time as me. And he's uh, food on the table, sits down, takes a plate, bows the ears. I say to him, you know, the, the Balsimcha wasn't exactly a younger man, so he doesn't know, not exactly an average. So I said, did he check the Hashra first? And if he was a he, he's not a Hashra, it is. So he said, no. So I said, well, maybe you should find out before you eat, not what Hashra is. But he had a big bowl of chum just to bring away for him. So fix that, so I I'm sure the Heshel is good. So, well, what was that decision made? How good, is, how good the Heshel is? But that's an example of exactly what the decision is. Let me think about it. And that is, a person makes decisions where he's sure he's right. He's sure it's okay. But what's, where, where did the decision come from? What, what were you deciding based on? Based on what you wanted. So, I decided I wanted. So, I'm sure it's good. It's, uh, that's exactly what he means. And why is the get and the kills and not the heroes? Because Luit said that same young man, with Moti Shabbos, he said that with the Nefesh, and think, does there anything wrong today? And that's even think, you think back to the Kiddush, does there anything wrong? Of course not. I eat for the Kiddush, yeah, but it's kosher. I don't think I did anything wrong. Okay, so I'll, uh, if you if you would be giving himself a checklist of what I do right today, I wouldn't even feature as a question. Of course, it was kosher, what's the question? What I do wrong? But now the Kiddush would be one second. You, you decided it was kosher based on what? What made you decide that? What made you decide it was the right thing to do? And if a person is going to be honest with themselves, which he's talking about over here, you're going to find that the decision wasn't made in any real fact. It was your decision. You decided it's okay, which is why you did it. But really, you had no basis to decide that. You had no basis to decide that. There was, an, there was a middle involved, which is what made your decision for you. And therefore, it needs a... It needs a a more detailed scan of, so to speak, what a person does to pick, things, pick up things like that. The regular thing, did I do something wrong? No, I, I never felt guilty of something wrong. I thought I would do something right. But it's got, it, it needs a certain oymek, a certain depth in looking what a person did to see that I thought I did something right, but that decision itself was made on a false premise. That that maskana itself I came to without really knowing, without really having a basis for it, because there was an underlying middle. Because the underlying middle. And this is something which, like we always say in Muslim, this is always the point where, uh, it's, uh, where, 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 where let's say, it becomes that much more difficult. Because when a person does something which they think they did something wrong, so they have a certain consciousness, and they feel bad about it, and if they think about what I did wrong, they'll come up and they'll read register about it. And maybe they'll even try to make amends, they'll try to jump for it. But those things which a person never had the consciousness of doing something wrong, it's much harder to try and work out did I do right or did I wrong. I never had the natural feeling that I'm, doing, I'm, I'm making a mistake. But the reason is why not? And the answer is because I made a decision beforehand that it's okay to do. 
And therefore, once I decided it's okay, so I had no resistance to it. And I never felt I would do something wrong. Then I have to back a step. What, how did you make the decision? What were you relying on? And if that's the case, then the person now has to explore a deeper point within themselves. And that is the, 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 the underlying reason why he thought what he thought when he decided it's okay. That needs more of an analysis. And that's the difference when the curse is a much higher level. The curse is a much higher level because it goes back to explore, so to speak, the underlying reasons or feelings or motivations that a person had about what they did later. Okay, so I hope I didn't say anything here, I'm just explaining what Mr. Shaim says. Let's take it a step further. It says Mr. Shaim, Acha Adam Ashitar Mizea Negele Gamre, a person who's managed to purify himself from this completely, Venikam Yikor Roshim Ra, Shemashere Satayv Acharel. And therefore he's perfected himself, he's cleaned himself from any effect that the Mila might have had, then if that's the case, he may reiosity of Rene Gamre, then his vision isn't clouded. There's nothing in that kind of affecting his ability to weigh up things properly. His way of analyzing something is clear, pure. And therefore, what he wants isn't going to sway, so to speak, the clarity of his judgment. And therefore, so once a person doesn't have any vested interest, and a call master if he does something wrong, I feel that she calls the smallest thing he did wrong, you recognize it as bad, and you want you keep away from it. People who purify themselves to the stage where there isn't even a, 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 a remez, a hint of something wrong, they call the Kiyah Das. A person who's cleaned his Das, which means his, uh, his way of understanding something is without ulterior motive, there's no mirrors which are playing a part in it. And that's the, that's the level of what he calls someone who's knocky. And he calls him the Kiyah Das. A person who's Das, which means his ability to judge things, isn't affected by, by his Midas. How is such a thing possible? Uh, if a person has Midas, and that's the case when a person normally does something, so of course, he's a person. And a person has things he wants. And a person has a, his, his, his uh, way of looking at it. And a person has... Uh, so to speak, whatever bad measures that he has. So how's it possible for a person to get to that stage? It's just not, I can, I'm completely detaching my thoughts from my midas. It's not going to affect me at all. And the reason why that's the case is because it's halakhas in this. For example, halakh is a judge or a witness. Isn't allowed to be anybody who's like, yeah, which means anybody who could possibly have an interest in the case, is not allowed to judge it. Why? Because we say he's not being objective. He's not being fair. He has a certain gift. You want to know how far Nagir goes? And this is all the, all the Balibos always brought this Nagir. There's a dinner Sanhedrin, that a coin Godel isn't allowed to be part of the Sanhedrin. When they're deciding about uh, when to make the Rosh the Kiddush Rosh a coin Godel, even though he might have been one of the biggest Kedarim of his Tar, one of the biggest Nechachom of his Tar, and that's what we want. For Ibrah Chodesh, we want the biggest Nechachom. Nevertheless, the coin Godel is possible. You can't join the discussions about setting the calendar. Why not? Why not? It's, a, it's something which needs the Sanhedrin of Godel, and if it's a coin Godel deserves, why can't he be a part of that? Says the Gemara Sanhedrin, because he's not being objective. Why isn't he being objective? Because he knows that if they make an extra Adar, so that's pushing everything off a month later. If that's the case, Yom Kippur will come out a month later. And if that's the case, then it's not going to be the summer anymore, it's not going to be September, it's going to be October, it's going to be getting cold. And here's the total five times in Yom Kippur. Uh, yeah, so in cold water isn't kashmak. 
and therefore uh, the Kohen Gadol doesn't want to add an extra month. Uh, why, why should I want to turn in cold water? Now think, the Kohen Gadol isn't thinking about Yom Kippur. He's now holding an Ada. It's six months away. And it's a shikola, you know, are the crops ripe? Is the season right? Whatever it is. It wasn't just a random decision. There were a lot of factors which they took into account when they decided to have the Shana. And he was a great person. And he was a great person. And uh, at the end of the day, what's the big inconvenience of water which is a little bit cold that we're talking about at the end of the day? So what's, what's going to make such a difference there? But that's enough of a reason to pass them from the basin. It's not a reason to pass them from the basin because he's nothing objective. He, as, as much as he's thinking that I'm, I'm thinking about only the facts at hand and I'm using my mind to think what's the right thing to do, the master is not going to He's a Gavadava, and therefore, however, that's the rule of the commission. And even if a Kohen Gadol is a Tzadik, like Shemun a Tzadik, or a Bishmah Kohen Gadol, I'll say, sorry, we have a mission. You're not already part of the Basin. What you suspect me of, a Bishmah Kohen Gadol, not having the gifts, so the Gemara says, a Kohen Gadol has the gifts. So that's okay. So if you're going to go that far, you're going to say that even such a small Nagir, which is just a question of the water might be a little bit cold in six months' time, on your Kippur, when at the table for a minute, few times during the day, is not for a reason to skew my judgment, and because of that I'm going to change the whole calendar. I'm going to make the whole, month, the whole, every, the whole year a month earlier. And uh, we can even take it a step further. And that is, the Kohen Gadol isn't getting out of every years. They have to happen. So it's just a question of this year or next year. If not going to be this year, it's going to have to be next year, because you can't let the, 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 the days get too far apart. So what's going to be next year, Kippur? But you see, this year, Kippur is already enough of a reason to make him to... to so to speak, play with his uh, neutrality. Oh, if, if this new will be warm, this new is going to be cold, that's not a factor. This new will be better for me. So if that's the case, then let's ask the question. So then, who is meant to get in the kiosk? If once you've already puzzled somebody on that level, inside with such a small gear, in the case where he isn't even getting out of it completely, it's just a matter of putting, pushing it off here. And that's already considered enough of a fact that he's possible, he's not gay with other. So who can ever make a decision that he's not gay with other? If, if, if midas affect a person even to such a small level, so then we're all we're, we're, we're all in the same boat. And therefore, when the system says to us, that not a person is tired from as mizah naked the gamre, when there can be there's no effect. He's completely clean. If that's the case, then he doesn't get affected by it. That might be true, but who's going to get there? What's the level we're talking about that a person can achieve as kiilo that midas has absolutely no effect on it? Not even a small effect like the Kohen God. And it says there will be like that. He calls in the Kiyah Das Rishim Rishlai. So we have to explain. And the Kohen God will be in the Kiyah Das Rishlai. What's the difference? What's the difference when that we, that we find that it's a, a level of the Kiyah which he's talking about is a level which is attainable. And at the same time, we find that sometimes we we machmir. And we don't assume that people can attain that level. How, how do we put the two things together? So that's something which we're learning the Shara, what Nukias is, has to explain to us. In other words, where, what, what, in what way and how is it possible for a person to get this Nukias? In what way is it possible for a person to be considered completely uh, tired from a middle that is not affecting him in any possible way? That's, uh, so, so that's already set up for us what the concept of the middle of Nukias is. The kiosk is doing something which a person is knows that his midas aren't playing a part in him doing. And it's very hard to get to that. Because even things which we think we're doing as mitzvahs, the question is how much we analyze what possible negative uh, midah could be involved in. 
For example, a per, uh, say in Shin, a Bach who wants to be the first one in the best midrash to learn. So as soon as uh, the is over, he runs to his breakfast, five minutes later, his breakfast is goodbye. And he's learning for half an hour before everyone else shows up. And the same thing in the afternoon, he's there 10 minutes before the Seder starts, he's the first one in the best midrash learning. It looks like it's amazing. It's from Asmid, he's got such a Torah. And it could be all those things are true. It could be all those things are true. But maybe there's also a little bit of pride that everyone will see I'm the first one here. Maybe. Maybe there's a certain good feeling he gets. Everyone comes there and says, the young girl's already there. Already. And he shouldn't use that feeling to propel him to Maybe, the but that's not Naki. That's not Nakius. Because there's a certain factor here which isn't such a good middle. Are we supposed to use our, our bed? Now, if that's the case, if you're going to say, and so therefore shouldn't you do that, I'll say you should do that. If, if a good mid is making, if a bad mid is making him do a good thing, that's okay. So it was like his But that's not the kiosk. That's not the kiosk. The, the level here is that a person knows this is not affecting me at all. It's not affecting me at all. Isn't there a story with Rishtayman who said there was a fellow? Now, is it impossible for a person to be a tzaddik without being a nakina? No. A person like we saw before can, can keep away from other areas. A person can do the right thing. A person can even utilize the bad mirror to prepare him further. If a person wants, like we said, Kinnas Tayyip and Tayyip and it's a Gemara. And therefore, the fact that I'm jealous of somebody else's achievements in Torah, and that's what pushes me to do more because I want to match what everyone else is doing. I want to, if he's doing Shas, I want to finish Shas. He's running his far, I want to run his far. So it might come from a mid of Kinnah, a mid of jealousy, but okay. A, a mid a can be utilized to push me further. And if that's the case, or the fact that people like, want to be paid for learning, and that's a major motivation, whether it's being paid for, for, to, come, to come and learn extra hours, or to be paid to write tests, or to be paid to whatever it's going to be, a lot less learning would happen if people weren't paying for learning. Uh, oh, that's true, but it makes people learn. And therefore, is there anything wrong with the person saying, you know, it's another if I have to, if I'm going to get five minutes shekels with the will on the test, so I'm, that makes me chazan an extra two times, so I don't know the Gemara well. There's nothing wrong with that. Fantastic. So, of course, it's making him learn. So, if you're asking this, can a person's bad mitzvah be used to help him do mitzvahs? For sure. For sure. But then, once again, it's nothing used. That means that a person's holding by a place where I want to do the right thing, and I'm considering, look, based on where I am right now, and based on recognizing the weaknesses that I have, I can utilize those weaknesses for a benefit. So I know I'm jealous by nature, and if I would be in the working world and I would see people getting a new car, I would go crazy and talk about a new car too. But I happen to be in the learning world. And if I see that my neighbor put out a safer, then I'm also going to be very jealous and talk about a safer to matches. So I'm utilizing exactly the same bad meter. But okay, I know how to, so to speak, turn weaknesses into, into to my advantage. I'll use the weaknesses, do better. And if I want money, and uh, no, no one's paying me uh, 500 shekels an hour for my services because I don't have any services that I've to offer, but I know someone will pay me 500 shekels if I finish the Masechta and write a test on it. Okay, I want the money. So I'm going to work hard to do it to get the money that way. Again, it's the same time as moment, but it's a weakness, and I know to utilize the weakness to get him to do a good thing. Uh, speaking to one younger man a few years ago, he's telling me, is this Kodal, because he's not one Pashachist. And then he's this, and then he's a Kodal Ben Astorim, and a Kodal at night, a Kodal with this was married. He said, I thought about it, he said, the only thing I think in the day that I do good, I'm not being paid for, because I'm Muslim. So anything else I do, I'm being paid for. But uh, okay, so it could be, and it could be that if he wasn't being paid, then he wouldn't do everything he's doing. So it's turning a weakness into an advantage. And maybe that's, we don't have a problem with that, because a person can be a Zara and a Zara is with that. But now, we, and maybe that will push his resistance. 
On the contrary, the fact that I have a bad middle which is also pushing me to do because I want the cover, do I want the money? It'll push me, it'll make me more of a zaris. 100%. Most people who are getting up out of bed because they're being paid to be included before Shachris have a much harder time getting out of bed than not being paid to, get to, to go to Kuala before Shachris. Or whatever other example it's going to be. So I can use Midas to my advantage. But then again, it's a different level. The level of the Kiyos is a level where a person's overcome his Midas. Now, how do we do that? And what does it mean to overcome Midas? How does the person know to overcome Midas? And how is it even possible to overcome Midas? Obviously, we're going to, have to talk about but it's pitching the level at a much higher point. It's pitching the level at a point where a person is now not doing things based on his mirrors. He's now gotten to a stage where he's like the Russian system, Riyasa Zakha. The perspective is clear. I'm not being influenced, I'm not being pulled, I'm not being, uh, so to speak, blinded by my mirrors. And then let me make that my, my decision to do things are based only on my mind than anything else. And that's a much higher level to reach. Isn't a mind the 